0: Social isolation isn't always a choice, but how you cope with it is. There will always be times in our lives when, for reasons outside of our control, we are forced to distance ourselves from others. Often, it is due to illness or a risk of illness, but the truth is that the world has a way of surprising us and we never quite know how or why we find ourselves in the situations that we do. Fortunately, we are hardly the first people to confront such a challenge. And with the benefits of modern technology and comforts, we are surprisingly well equipped to combat the loneliness and the cabin fever that inevitably accompanies it. So today I'm sharing strategies for surviving social isolation. You may never know when you'll need them, and you'll be glad that you have them in your back pocket when you do. What is up, x Mary Daphne here of Exploring.co where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's a life where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission that you care about. Now, before we jump in, I wanted to let you know about a great free resource that we've created for the Exploring community. It's a comprehensive small talk guide. If you find yourself grasping at thin air when you're in unfamiliar social situations, then our Small Talk Guide is for you. Just click the link in the description box below to get the free Small Talk Guide delivered straight to your inbox. Social isolation is rough. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert. The reason it is challenging is because social interaction is built into our DNA. Originally, it was a survival mechanism. As cavemen, we had greater strength in numbers, so the more social people were more likely to survive than those who kept to themselves. Today we still have that same ancient programming and continue to depend on social interaction for our happiness and well-being. In fact, it is so important that we decided to dedicate a whole entire YouTube channel to the topic. Now, as Laura hari Luck, a critical care physician and associate professor at the University of Toronto, so articulately put it, we don't realize just how social beings we are until that contact is reduced or diminished because we can't leave our homes. So of course our instinct when we're socially isolated is to seek sources of social contact. And in today's world, I think we all know where we're most likely to turn first. Social media. I mean, come on, it's got social right there in its name. It's built for this. Well, slow down there, cowboys and cowgirls. What I'm about to tell you might rock your boat just a little bit, but I'm cool with that. During periods of social isolation, the last place you should turn to is social media. Just think about it. If you are socially isolated due to a crisis, as soon as you plug into social media, you are guaranteed to be inundated with terrifying information on how the crisis is worsening. Not exactly a soothing experience, but there's an even more fundamental reason why social media doesn't work. Social media is designed to broadcast, not connect. It's designed to give content as wide an audience as possible. And so ask yourself, what feels more socially fulfilling to you? speaking to your best friend directly, or speaking to an entire auditorium of semi-acquaintances and all-out strangers. Broadcasting to the masses and consuming what the masses are putting out there, particularly knowing that their objective is to garner as much attention and likes as possible, meaning much of it is grossly exaggerated or just flat-out fake, Is a recipe for an even deeper sense of isolation. That's bad news, pun intended. So let's give social media a rest and instead look at a few far more rewarding ways to combat social isolation. Number one, write a letter. Yes, an actual letter. Put it in the mail and wait to get one back. Do you have a friend who you used to write letters to? Do you have a friend who might like to receive a letter from you? Perfect. Take out a piece of paper or make a card DIY and just get to it. Since so much of our day is spent typing, it's a nice refreshing change to take a pen in your hand and just write. What do you write about? Well, maybe about social isolation and how you're combating it or the world and other musings. The point is to spend some time carefully penning something nice that your friend will receive. You can even ask them ahead of time to be pen pals. Why not? At least for the duration of the social isolation. The important thing about this is that the very act of writing itself is soothing. When you write, your mind keeps you company. And the image in your head of the person to whom you are writing also keeps you company. And all of this gets your mind focused on engaging with someone that truly matters to you rather than about worrying what's going on outside of your control there's no wonder that writing is often suggested as a treatment for anxiety and depression so get a pen and paper and go see for yourself number 2 write a long email if pen and paper aren't readily available email is a great alternative email allows for much of the cathartic benefits of writing while also offering a bit more immediacy and the opportunity to really dig into a topic. You aren't constrained by the size of the envelope, or the piece of paper, or the muscles cramping in your hands, so if you have something to say, oh boy can you say it. Normally we recommend keeping emails as short as you possibly can while still conveying what you need to convey. But when your goal is to stave off the loneliness of social isolation, you can go ahead and ignore that advice. The objective here is to open a topic of conversation or even multiple topics without an end game in mind. You share, they share back, and that's, that's enough. Choose subjects you are both passionate about and anything that really gets you on your soapbox. That will ensure a lot of heated back and forth, which is perfect for the occasion. Discuss, philosophize, disagree, make bold claims. If no topic comes to mind, then find a compelling book or an article and discuss that. Kind of like being in a book club. You can even send them a list of questions or thoughts that you may have and go from there. Number three, make lengthy, unessential phone calls. By unessential, I mean that you're not calling for any specific purpose or reason other than to say hello and exchange your feelings and experiences. Too often these days, our conversations are relegated to choppy snippets in texting apps. Rarely do we turn to the phone when we have convenient asynchronous communication channels. But what makes a phone inconvenient is also what makes it beautiful. Yes, it requires both people to be available. More important, it requires both people to be present, at least more than a text message does. It allows both interlocutors to engage in spontaneous, stream-of-consciousness dialogue the way our ancient human software is accustomed to. And that process releases a cocktail of wonderful chemicals that make us feel good and cared about. So call up your grandma or your parents or your siblings or a relative or a friend who lives in another country or state or city and have a long, unhurried conversation. Get into the details all of the details. Relish the time that you have to elaborate on the intricacies of life. Number 4. Upgrade to video chats. Video chats bring all the advantages of phone calls with the added sensory benefit of seeing the person. This opens up a whole new level of social interaction and meaningfully enriches the experience. Suddenly, not only are you enjoying a conversation, but you also feel more of their presence. You can even do fun things like have a meal together. Just set up your phone or the cameras on the table, lay out your food, maybe get a cup of tea or coffee, and engage with one another as if you were sitting across from them at a restaurant. This, of course, isn't just limited to meals. Grab a puzzle, read a book aloud, cook something together, or even fire up the karaoke. Treat it like you are in the same room together and pass the time however you please. The point is, Once you treat their video presence like their physical presence, you begin to benefit in a similar way to them actually being there. Sure, okay, it's not really the same thing, but it's a heck of a lot better than nothing. So there we have it, 4 great ways to ward off the loneliness of social isolation that will keep you far, far away from social media. Let's quickly recap. 1. Write a real paper letter with your hands and ink just the act of writing has therapeutic benefits. 2. Send an epic email. Find the juiciest, most enlightening topic you can think of and really dig into it. 3. Make totally unnecessary calls, the kind where absolutely nothing is accomplished other than you making each other feel better. Number 4. Upgrade to video chat and make a full-blown virtual get-together out of it. Music, tea, coffee, cake, candles, and A fun way to look at this is to treat each of these strategies as a little quest. Try completing one a day and see how it goes. Keep at it and you'll start to feel much better and less socially isolated. We're really lucky to live in a time when we have so many ways to stay in touch with the people that we care about. Social isolation is tough, but remember it is temporary. And it's in our power to make it a heck of a lot more enjoyable than it sounds. So now that I've shared our thoughts, I would love to hear about how you are surviving social isolation. What's been working? What challenges have you encountered? Share that with me and the exploring community in the comments down below. And if you love this lesson, please be sure to let me know. You can give this video a thumbs up on YouTube and if you haven't done so already, subscribe to join our tribe of Explorers so that you never miss a lesson. If you ring that bell, you'll get notified about our lessons and our weekly live streams. Email this video to a friend or a coworker who also wants to supercharge their social skills. And while we're at it, feel free to share this video with your friends on Facebook and Twitter as well. And remember, the write ups of these lessons are always available on our blog at exploring.co blog. With that, have an awesome week, explorers. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time for your next exploring lesson. Happy exploring!